The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and we're back talking UFC again. Thank God Dana is bringing back UFC, so we have something to talk about. And I got James here. What's going on, James? Yeah, I'm going very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, not too bad at all. Not too bad. I'm pumped that we, you know, not only (laughs) are we getting UFC, but we're getting it in, you know, they're rolling it out now. I mean, we're getting actual events instead of just, you know, one shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've got three in a week. Uh, next one's on Saturday night, and uh, hopefully we're planning on a lot more. So, oh, yeah, the UFC's yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, oh, and once Dana gets Fight Island up and running, who, who knows how many we'll get? Christ, I mean, I'm looking forward to some of the fights in Fight Island. I mean, he's just going to go absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. We need our spores. There you go. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Well, James, you're the expert here. Is there, well, let's before we jump in today, let's backtrack. Was there anything, and I think there was, was there anything that surprised you from the fights on Saturday? Um, obviously, you're looking at the main event, yeah, and uh, the main event between Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. I mean, Tony obviously before Saturday hadn't lost in what eight years, he was on the 12 fight win streak. Everyone wanted to see him and Khabib, I think. It was just it, the, the whole fight's cursed. I mean, it looks as if it's not going to happen for a while now. Um, I think Gaethje executed the most perfect game plan you can for t- for a guy like Tony. And you've got to give him props. You've got to give him a massive amount of respect for taking a guy like Tony Ferguson and literally dominating him from start to finish until it got to a point where the referee had a scene enough. And you've got to respect Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Because... Obviously, with Tony Ferguson, his, you know, uh, style, he likes to, you know, ease into the fight a bit and then sort of control it. But right from the first bell, Gaethje just went in guns blazing and just control it from minute one. You've got to respect that. Oh, yeah. He looked great. He looked great. Do you think, uh, so is it is it setting up for Gaethje versus um, Khabib? Uh, on paper, yeah. I think Dana wants that as well. But obviously, I don't know if you've seen... Um, <laughs> Conor McGregor, his antics last night on Twitter or the day before, he just, I think he's pretty much been calling everyone out. He's called out Justin Gaethje and Khabib. He said, um, you know, rather than fight Khabib, you can fight me with all the money, blah, blah, blah. You're not ready, et cetera, et cetera. So I I, I think Gaethje wants a title fight. I think McGregor's trying to get in his head a bit. So I think Dana wants to see that fight mm-hmm. as soon as possible really i think he said he wanted to do it on fight islands as well so 
Yeah, it's Gaethje <laughs> versus Khabib next, regardless of what McGregor's going around saying. No oh, man. Yeah, I, I think I saw you retweeted or liked it or something. You, you're, you're, yeah. you're the one on Twitter I follow for UFC stuff. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're out there and you want to follow James on Twitter, what's your what's the, which account should they follow? Um, obviously, I've got my personal, but I do my professional sort of UFC news on um, UFC Deluxe. That's what it's called. So I just provide anything UFC related and start tweeting on a twenty well on a daily basis and do blogs and that, et cetera, just to keep fans up to date with all the news. There you go. That's what I follow. <laughs> all right. Okay. So now we can jump in today. What is what's jumping off this card at you? Um, I was thinking we could probably cover the main event, uh, the whole main card in depth because there are some there are some good fights in there. Um, I'll start with the well. Let's just go from top to bottom with the main okay. event. Let's start with sure. Smith Texture, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Smith is recently came out and said, you know. He really wants to fight John Jones again. Obviously, you know, he lost to the champion. Uh, since then, he's fought uh, once after John Jones. We fought uh, Gustafson, um, finished him. And I think he's 31 years of age. He's coming up to a point he's experienced. He's at that point stage in his career where he's lost to the champion once. I think he's just looking for redemption. And he wants that title fight again. Whereas... Teixeira is on a three-fight win streak. Uh, uh, on a three-fight win streak. However, he's 40 years of age. He's coming towards the end of his career. Um, I like the matchup. I think on paper these two are very good in terms of their ability to end fights in various ways. Teixeira is good on standing. He's good on the ground as well. And I think Smith's last seven wins have come. Um, inside the distance, so he's a finisher. Whereas Teixeira is tied with Jones, OSP, uh, Liddell for the most finishes in light heavyweight history. So I think when <laughs> Touchwood, we're not going to go the distance. I think we'll see one of them finish each other. Mm-hmm. Um, at times, like well, you'd like to think when you're looking at those stats, it tends to favour Smith a bit more because he's younger. I think. Teixeira, even though he's on a three-fight winning streak, he is a you know, a well-rounded, well-established name in the light heavyweight division, but he's coming towards the end of his career, and I think uh, Smith has got the ability just to withstand Teixeira's pressure, and um, Smith has got great cardio. I think his strength is his ability to you know, constantly pile the pressure, push the pace on his opponent, and obviously Teixeira is 40 now. I don't know if he's got the capability of just constantly withstanding some of Smith's pressure. Um, like I said, Teixeira is a great boxer. He's got great hands, can finish any fight. I think Smith needs to um, change up his style early on in, in the fight just to avoid damage. Um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a tough fight. Um, I see Smith finishing Teixeira in the second or third round. I just as much as Teixeira is a great legend of the game, I think he's coming towards the end of his career. And I think Smith has a determination and the mindset just to get back in the title picture. And I think with a win over Gustafsson and a win over Teixeira, I think he puts himself right back in the mix. 
Yeah, no, no. And 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 the lines kind of reflect that too. Smith is a minus 157 currently uh mm-hmm. favorite. So the lines show that too. The lines also show if you were looking over one and a half rounds is minus 188. Mm-hmm. Over two and a half rounds is plus 110. So that's it's right in there that it's it's going to be over it looks like one and a half, but it's going to be potentially under two and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm th- I think it, it, it could either be an early finish or, like I said, round two, maybe round three. I don't think it goes a distance because, like I said earlier, you know, they're both uh, Finnish artists. They don't tend to go the distance. So I don't touch wood. I don't think this fight's going to 425. Do you think Smith can knock out the senior citizen in the first round? Um, He's got the ability to finish, yeah. I think. In recent times, like I said, in his seven, in his last seven wins, he's shown the ability to finish opponents very early on or later on in the rounds. I think with Gustafson, he finished him in the fourth round. I think his last first round finish came against uh, Maurizio Rua mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm. So I think the first round is going to be key for both fighters i think it's just going to be a case of who's going to do the early damage i don't think smith's going to want to release it like empty the gas tank early because that plays into Teixeira's advantage but you know if he catches him early smith i think he could get the first round knockout but ultimately i think he's going to wait till the second and third round to do his most damage okay yeah that makes sense all right you want to go next uh, yeah, we'll go with uh, the co-main, which is uh, Ben Rothwell versus OSP, I believe. Um, this is a, a tough one because OSP is making his debut at um, heavyweight, and it's it's a tough one. To, it's a tough fight. I mean, coming up against a guy like Ben Rothwell, it's not, it's not going to be easy because mm-hmm. I've noticed in the weigh-ins yesterday that. Um, OSP weighed significantly less than uh, Ben Rothwell. And although OSP has the height, I just don't think he has the power. Um, It's going to be a tough one. Although uh, Rothwell's one and two in his last three beat Struve in his last fight, he hasn't been convincing since he returned, I think, after um, in 2016 before his last three fights, that was when he last stepped inside the octagon. And when he came back, he was 0-2, just got that victory over Strew recently. And I think he hasn't looked as convincing recently. Uh, OSP, nowadays, when you hear his name, he's more of a gateway to the uh, light heavyweight contenders. Um, It's a tough one. I think OSP's got to be very careful uh, you know he's a phenomenal athlete. He's got very, he's got a sneaky ground game. Uh, he's got a signature Von Prue choke. But um, against a guy like Rothwell, you can't go messing around on the floor because that's when Ben Rothwell is just going to start to pour his pressure on you. You know, look for the finish. I think his power is certainly going to be a big factor in this case. Um, it's a tough one. I'm, although Rothwell's not been as um, consistent recently, he's obviously 
gone downhill since 2016. I, I still see him winning the fight purely based on the power advantage, and you know the weight difference is going to help Rothwell massively. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I think OSP is a better athlete. He's got more tools in his arsenal. He could drag out for 15 minutes and get his first uh, decision victory in over five years, but against a guy like Ben Rothwell, I think the power might be too much for OSP. I don't know what the uh, bets are saying over there. Well, this is an interesting one because I think I think they fucked up. <laughs> I really? <laughs> it, it, initially, they did. They set this line at OSP minus 175, Ben Rothwell plus 145. That's where it was set at. And now it's it's dropped 53 cents. So it's OSP minus 122, Ben Rothwell plus 109. I think what you were saying kind of rings true, that this is a lot closer than a minus 175 favorite would, would, would want you to think. And I think the gambling world jumped on that and drove the price down and down and down. I think a lot of people were taking Ben Rothwell plus 145 because there was enough, enough of a chance that he was going to you know, win that fight. Mm. And I think Vegas I think, is scrambling. <laughs> I think if he catches him clean early on, um, OSP is going to really struggle. But like I said, he's technically uh, better gifted than um, Ben Rothwell. Mm-hmm. It's just it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why they briefly favor OSP, but as you've said recently, they've just decreased yeah. uh, the value here big time. So it's going to be a close one. Yeah. They're looking for people to jump on OSP. They're, they're, they're encouraging bets <laughs> on OSP now and trying to de- discourage bets on Ren- Ben Rothwell. You said Ben Rothwell yeah. beat Stefan Struve his last fight? Yeah. Oh, the, Struve, the human punching bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's a giant, but just, <laughs> he's, I think he's like seven foot or something. He's huge. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's a he's, magnet he's, for fists, too. He doesn't move. He doesn't dodge. He just takes it all. <laughs> No, he loves a good punch or two. <laughs> All right, as far as the rounds go, over one and a half is minus 188. Over two and a half is minus 110. So yeah, it looks like they might be going to the judges in this one if Vegas is right. Yeah, I can see it going to a decision if, um, if like I yeah. said, if OSP just um, is able to defend... Rothwell's power and can just soak it all up. He can grind it out for 15 minutes and, you know, hopefully get the decision victory. Um, but however, Rothwell does have the ability to knock him out. So it's, it's tough when I see it going over the first round, it could either be a finish for Rothwell in the second, or it could be a decision victory for either in the, uh, obviously, yeah, over 15 minutes. Okay. All right. <coughs> Next up. Uh, Hernandez versus Doba. I'm, I think this is all the making to be five and I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, it, it's a great clash of styles between two lightweights who have literally just got cardio for days. They are going to pour it on each other for 15 minutes. Um, <clears throat> Hernandez, following his loss over Donald Cerrone, he beat Ronaldo. Dover's on a two-fight winning streak. Um, and he sort of put his name back into contention whereby he beat Nassar uh, Hakarast at UFC 246 when he um, in the same card as McGregor um, it's a tough one I <clears throat> I see this going to a decision or I see Dober finishing it early um, like I said Dober has the 
He's he's a more of an effective striker. Um, I want to see Hernandez um, implement his wrestling in this fight because against a guy like Dober, if you're going to stand with him, you're most likely going to get knocked out. And obviously he showed that in his last fight where TKO Akarast in the first round. Um, I think, obviously, Hernandez is such a phenomenal athlete. He can mix his game up in so many different ways. Um, if he's getting beat up necessarily early on, I think he will use his wrestling to take the fight to the ground and just assert his dominance over Dober on the floor. It's yeah, like I said, it's got all the ingredients to become the fight of the night. It'll bonus award. I'm looking really, really looking forward to this fight. I think Hernandez was seen as the next big thing until he got hum- humbled by Donald Cerrone. Um, this is a big fight for Dober because he's on two fight win streak. You know, all the eyes are going to be on who sort of finishes who first because whoever wins this fight will put themselves right in the mix for a top 10 contender in the future. Mm. Okay. Yeah, this is an interesting one, too, as far as the lines opened up. Hernandez minus 110, Dauber minus 130. So I guess Dauber was a slight favorite there. And now it's uh, Hernandez plus 104, Dauber minus 117. I don't think anybody was betting this game, <laughs> this match, I should say. And I think they took the sting off. They're trying to get encourage some action on this game. I, that's what I would guess. But because... It's, this is weird. The line, the, the line shifted, but the line really didn't shift in favor of either person. It just got l- less bad for both. But Hernandez is still a plus one hundred four. So you, mm. you think there's a shot? Uh, a, a shot for Hernandez? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's plus one hundred four. It's not a great underdog, you know. I mean, you're only going to get a hundred and four back on a hundred bucks. But I think if he's able to withstand Dober's power I think he can grind out for 15 minutes like I said I think this is all the ingredients to you know be a fight of the night I think obviously Hernandez is ranked higher at the moment he's just come off of a loss over Tironi to beat Ronaldo I think Hernandez has got to be careful in the way he can't stand you know um, in within reach of Dober because he will get knocked out. I think Hernandez, although I think people should put their money on Hernandez, I think he is he could, he has all the ingredients to win. I, I do like I said, I do see Dober winning, but you can't count out Hernandez because yeah. he's just got the he's he's a well-rounded fighter, and I think he has the ability to win. Okay, okay, interesting. Looks like it's going to be a long fight too. It's minus three hundred to go over one and a half rounds. Looks like no one is anticipating. Yeah, no one's anticipating a knockout in that first. Round. No, I don't see it okay. um, going the first round. I think the second round is where we start to see both fighters putting on the pressure, looking for a potential finish, or it could be a case of it going to a decision. But I see Dober finishing it in the second round. Okay. Or yeah, like I said, it could go to decision. It's it's fifty fifty really. Yeah, this is a this is one of the closer fights on the card. It looks like. Yeah, rightly so. Uh, it's just, yeah. It could go either way. Yeah, one of them, not the. All right. When let's see, Ricky Simon Ray Borg. Yeah, Ray Borg. Um, so, I'm leaning towards Simone on this fight. I think, although he's lost his last two, 
Ray Borg is more of a in the early on in his career he was a flyweight so obviously he was 10 to 15 pounds lighter he fought Demetrius Johnson for the belt and since then he's been going up and down between featherweight and bantamweight this is a bantamweight fight um this is a perfect sort of bounce back performance for Ricky Simone I think he's shown glimpses of um of what a, a top 10 fighter he could be I think his just inconsistency has cost him in his last two fights and if he sort of plays into Borg's hands a bit, then we could see him on a three-fight losing streak. Borg is more of a, a wrestler. You know, he likes to scramble, get the take the fight to the floor. Um, and if Borg implements his game plan against, his wrestling game plan against a guy like Ricky Simone, then we could see Borg frustrate Simone for 15 minutes. Um Simone has the ability to fight on the ground as well with his wrestling, which could lead to some sort of exchanges. But ultimately, I think Simone's one going to keep the fight standing because I think Simone is a better striker. He's got a six-inch reach advantage. He's got the power because essentially he's more of an established bantamweight, whereas Borg's a flyweight slash bantamweight. So mm-hmm. if he keeps the fight standing, I think it favors Simone a bit more. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what we're seeing here. He's minus one fifty four favorite. Borg is a plus one thirty six underdog. Uh, um, n- nothing really to remarkable. I mean, the line's gotten a little bit better for both fighters, just a little bit, a few cents. I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into it. What do you think? So you think Simone takes it? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, Simone okay. takes it. Okay, okay. So no value on Ricky Borg. These guys average fight rounds. Uh, Ricky Simon averages two and a half rounds per fight and Ray Borg averages 2.88 rounds per fight. So, I mean, that's why we're seeing over one and a half rounds minus 450. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just going to be a case of in the first round, you know, I don't think either are going to finish. They're going to try and drag this out um, over two rounds, maybe get decision victory. I just don't see someone finishing each other in the first round at all. Yeah. Just to the quick, I'm guessing they ought to favor that. Oh, yeah. Look at a quick scan. This might be the most likely fight to go decision of all of them. Just at a quick, yeah. just looking at the quick over under numbers. Oh, boy. I can see that. Okay. I can see it to be there. Yeah. I'm picking Simone, whether it be a second round finish or a third round or ultimately a decision. Okay. Okay. Is that it for the main card or is this Robertson Vittori? Is that a main card too? Uh, Robertson versus Vittori is the final fight in the main card. Okay. Um, Robertson weighed in a pound and a half over Mm-mm. in the Wayne's evidence. So, oh, Dana's not going to be happy about that. No, that's it. He's going to take all your money and give it to Vittori. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Robertson. He is currently he's won his last two fights. So has Vittori. Um, in his last fight against uh, Kopilov, I probably butchered that, uh, Robertson has used his kickboxing skills very early on. And going into the thirds, I think he just likes to wear his opponents down. And going into the second, the, the later rounds, the second and third round, he'll tend to use his ground game and obviously ultimately look for a finish, whether it be in a form of a choke or a TK on the floor. He likes, however, he does like to stand. Um, you know, he, he has the ability to stand and just trade with 
Vittori for 15 minutes. However, I, I don't think that'll be wise coming into this fight. I think Vittori, he doesn't have the knockout power, but he has the perfect stand. He has the great gand, uh, stand-up game in a sense. He's very accurate. He's steady. Um, I think Vittori is a better striker overall, albeit he doesn't have that KO power. I think Vittori um, will want to keep this fight standing for as long as possible because if Robertson takes it to the floor, then I see it being a one-way fight. But if it does stay standing and it's a case of a striking battle, then I see it favouring Vittori. Um, I'm going for a Vittori decision win in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vittori opened up minus 150 and, and Robertson opened up plus 120 and then it just exploded. Uh, Vittori's now minus 202. So a 72 cent shift gotten worse. So it looks like every, it looks like all the sharps jumped on minus 150 and got a piece of that because they think Vittori's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see him grinding out for 15 minutes. I mean, Robertson, he, he lost. Uh, obviously, he's on a two-fight winning streak, but before that, he lost to Teixeira, and I think he just, at that point, moved down to middleweight. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough one for him. It's going to be a striking battle, in my opinion, and ultimately, it favors Vittoria in that sort of department. So I see it going the distance with this one. Yeah, minus 202. It's not worth betting on it. It's, it's a little too high, but <laughs> there it is. All right. I wanted to ask you, for through the main card, about this Arlovsky-Lins fight. Hmm. Because uh, this is an interesting one. Is, has Linz fought in the UFC before? Uh, no, this is okay. his debut. Uh, he's on a four-fight winning streak. Uh, obviously, before his um, debut tonight. It's, Arlovsky, he's a former heavyweight champion. But nowadays, he's like OSP. Sort of um, a gateway for the up-and-coming heavyweights. <laughs> because I... I I can't remember the last time Alexander uh, Andre Olovsky's won a fight. I'm probably going to get up here. The last, well, he's won his last fight. He won was July last year. However, since 2015, he's won three fights out of God knows how many. <laughs> right, the man hails L's left, right, and center for days. Oh, you got to feel sorry for Olovsky. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. I don't see Arlovsky winning this at all. I mean, like I said, he was a gateway for the up-and-coming heavyweights. The man just loses. I he's got a um, he's got the ability to get knocked out. And in his last fight with Rosenstrike, he showed that. I think he got knocked out within 29 seconds against oh, wow. Rosenstrike. Oh, yeah, that's right. 29 seconds. Yeah, KO punch. 29 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So... I think Linz, from what I've seen and from what I've read of him, he's he's more of a um, he's got impressive hand speed. He's more of a, a well-established uh, striker himself, and I think from the sounds of it and from the looks of it, he's got the abil uh, ability to put Olovsky to sleep. I don't think it's going to go 15 rounds, just judging by. Um, Olovsky's chin. <laughs> um, you got to feel sorry for the bloke, but I think Ola Linz is just going to ultimately explode early on, put the pressure on Olovsky, use his clever hand speed and his power just to put enough pressure to knock him 
out in the first round. I'm going for Lynn's first round TKO slash KO. Oh, wow. It's a tough one. First, first, first round? You think it's just over in the first? first? Round. Yeah, okay. I think it's over in the first. Well, we're seeing the line kind of reflect that. Uh, Vegas set the uh, set the line at uh, Arlovsky minus 105, Lynn's minus 135. So they wanted to little juice on both sides like that. And then it just took off. It's now minus 172 for Linz. So massive shift there. And Arlovsky is a plus 151 favorite or underdog now. So it's just, yeah, they're just begging for people to bet Arlovsky at this point. <laughs> Which I don't see him. I don't see him winning at all. I think Linz gets it done early. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else jumping out at you we should talk on? Um, I think I think we've covered the majority of it. I think the main event yeah. is probably one to put your money on. Um, there are a couple of prelim fights that you could probably put uh, your money on. So obviously with Lin Zolowski, um Michael Johnson versus uh, Thiago uh, Moises is mm-hmm. a tough one. Um, Michael Johnson's just he's gone way, way, way downhill. I think, what's his record? Um, he is 19 and 15. <laughs> um, whereas Thiago, he's on a two-fight losing streak himself. However, um, he's got the ability, I think uh, he's got the ability to submit Johnson. Um, but Johnson, it's a shame, obviously, the record doesn't do him justice. He's got all the ability to um, finish his opponents. You know, he's got great power. He's got great speed. However, eight of his 15 losses have come via submission. Mm. And if Thiago, who's an established, I think he's well established on the floor. If he can get it to the floor early, I think he could submit Johnson. I'm probably going to, I'm leaning towards Thiago on this one via submission. Yeah. Yeah, it, he's a minus 113 favorite, so it's it's close. Uh, Johnson's a plus 100 underdog, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, this is probably, as far as the lines go, this is the closest fight of the night. It's a, almost a coin flip here. Almost a true oh, really? coin flip. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, the implied probability for Johnson's 50%, obviously, at plus 100. Diego Mose, Mo, Moises is uh, 53%. So yeah. it's almost a true coin flip. Yeah, it, I think it depends. I think if um, if Johnson asserts his game plan early and tries his best to keep the fight standing, he has the ability to finish Moises. But if Moises gets it on the floor, he's well established on the mat. So I mm-hmm. think he can has the ability to get the submission victory. Um, yeah, get the submission victory finish because obviously you look at Johnson's record. He's 19 and 15. Most of his losses come via submission. So he's got to be careful in that aspect. But if you can keep the fight standing, then who knows? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Eubanks-Morris fight is just one-sided as all, as all hell. Eubanks is minus 382. So Really? Yeah. Just so uh, one-sided. <laughs> yeah. Why um, do you not like that? You think you think Morris has Sarah Morris has a chance? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going for you, but I just, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to favor her that much. Yeah. It's massive, massive favor. <laughs> Gee, I literally wouldn't expect that. I mean, in terms of both their records, they're not great, but I think, um, Eubanks literally 
could essentially dominate Moras, uh, oh, yeah. Sarah Moras, from start to finish. Um, yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> I'm going for a full three-round fight on that one. I'm going for um, decision victory for Eubanks. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, she dominates from start to finish. I think if she she could get the early victory, um, far if she could get the early finish, but um, I don't think Sarah has a chance. I was just shocked <laughs> as to how, but I like how much they favoured. Yeah. Um, Eubanks. It's I the, it would be a little bit closer. It's the most one-sided fight, not even close, according God. to Vegas. Yeah, and you know, uh, the total rounds over. One and a half rounds is minus four hundred. So oh, it's it's not it's yeah. not getting no one's getting finished in the first round. I've just <laughs> looked at it here. Um, apart from two, the majority of her fights, I think six of her fights have come have went to the distance. Uh, Eubanks, so six okay. of her fights have gone the full fifteen. Um, I see it a case of uh, like I said, yeah, winning via a decision. Um, she could obviously dominate from start to finish. She has the power. She's got obviously the ability. She's got the jiu-jitsu ability to back up her. Uh, it's, it's a unique style. She's got such a weird sort of style. She's four and four. But ultimately, I think it's just going to go the distance. And yeah, I'm just, like I said, I was surprised as to how much they favoured Eubanks. Yeah. I, 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 I did go for Eubanks for a decision, <laughs> but I didn't think many many people favored Eubanks that heavily yeah, yeah. because she's lost the last two fights <laughs> oh so it's more of an indictment on sarah morris than it is uh, an endorsement on Eubanks. <laughs> yeah yeah okay i see any of the other ones you think we should look at uh you know omar omar morales is minus 170 that's kind of high isn't it oh which one sorry uh, oh omar morales uh, omar morales um He's a little over. It's a little high, isn't it? Doesn't Gabrielle have enough of a shot? Gabrielle, um, Gabriel, not a Gabrielle. Gabriel, Jesus. <laughs> Gabriel Benitez. Um, I think from the. I think he came through the um, uh, UFC's Latin version of uh, Ultimate Fighter. Oh. Uh, Gabriel Benitez. Uh, he won five of his seven bouts, and he secured a bonus victories left, right, and center. Um, I think uh, Morales or Omar Morales is nine and zero. He came through the contender series, um, and many saw him um, again in the contender series. Many were going to bet against him against Harvey Park, I think, and he knocked him out viciously early on in the second round. I think since then he's become more of an established fighter. Like I said, nine and zero. Um, he's more of a, it's, it's going to be a tough one, a uh, tough night at the office for Benitez because like I said, Morales is undefeated. Um, he's got a phenomenal reach advantage over uh, Benitez. I think he's going to look to use his sort of kicks early on, his striking. I think he lands better than Benitez. He's just going to be technically, he's going to technically edge it over Benitez. I see this one going to a decision and I think Morales is just going to breeze through Benitez oh, like I said, okay. only because he's 9-0 mm, okay. and he's got the phenomenal like striking advantage over him okay, pretty good 
How about uh, Zuer and Keller? Keller. Uh, just just you can give us a, yeah, you don't have, if you don't have any thoughts, that's fine. You can just give us a quick, quick impression. From what I've um, seen, I think many people have, it's, it's 50-50. I've seen many favor Azur. I've seen many favor Kelly. It's just, I think Azur's leg kicks will pose um, a threat to Keller. Um, if he keeps the fight standing, then Keller's going to be in a lot of trouble because Keller's more, um, I think, six of his nine victories, I believe, have come via submission. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be a tough night at the office. Well, I say going to be a tough night at the office. It's going to be a tricky one. It depends whose sort of style can come out on top, really, because Azura, I believe, he is 8-0. Yes, and I think as of right now, Brian Keller is—he's a well-established UFC fighter, but he's not—he's not top five quality at all, really. Like I said, he's more of like I said earlier, like the OSPs and the Orlovskis. He's more of like a, a gateway onto greater things, essentially. Um, Keller is more of like I said earlier, a, a submission artist. Um, like I said, nine of his wins have come via submission. So if he keeps the fight standing, then I think it favours it favors, uh, Azura. Azura, I probably butchered that heavily. But if it gets on the floor, then I think it'll be a tough night at the office for Hunter. But ultimately, I see um, Azura, I see him finishing it in the third round, maybe a decision. I don't see Keller winning this fight at all. Mm. Okay, so it's minus one eighty six for Azur. Mm. That's a little high, but you think you still think he's going to cover? No problem. I, I yeah. think, yeah, I think he's going to get through it. But it's, it's a weird one because I've read so many people. Mm-hmm. It's fifty fifty split, really. I think so many yeah. favored Azur because he's undefeated, whereas Keller, he's got that such high ground game and he's got the ability to submit any of his opponents. Where he's just proved it. He's got a well round ability. But if he's going to stand and trade with a guy like Azur, then it's going to be a tough night at the yeah. office. Azur's average fight time is 15 minutes. <laughs> so we're going to get a full three-round fight. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> All right, real quick. The last one. Let's just look at Chase Sherman and Ike Villanueva. It's, uh, this one yeah. didn't move much. It, it's, it's minus 156 for Sherman, plus 138 for Villanueva. So it, it does favor Sherman a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is going to be a sort of weird one as well. I think many people have favoured Sherman in this fight. Um, he's, uh, I think Sherman's went on sort of a uh, early defeat and he had to leave the organisation for a bit, but he since is on a, a three, you know, he's, he's he's sort of regained his form a bit. And uh, he's back now, and I think he's knocked out 13 professional opponents, all in the first round. Um, well, he's an early stoppage. He's an early finisher, really. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I'm probably going to butcher this one. Ike Villanueva um, returned from a two-year layoff in his recent fight to beat uh, Juan Torres. And um, since then, I say a two-year layoff, he's been sort of beating up guys real quick in his uh, UFC career and I think 
it's going to be a tough night at the office for Villanueva. However, it's going to be a lot closer than who thinks, obviously, you say they favour Sherman, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. Everything favours Sherman. I think it's going to be a tough one. I do favour Sherman for this one. Uh, I think he's got the ability to finish um, Villanueva. I think it's going to be a flip of a coin, though, really. Mm, okay. I don't think it's going to be that one-sided. I think Villanueva, he's got good striking ability. He's faster, but Sherman's leg kicks... Uh, are a real concern. He's very good defensively. Um, if he catches Sherman early on, but in the way that then he could get a knockout. Mm-hmm. But if he uses his defense early on and just gets through the early rounds, I think Sherman could uh, win the fight. It's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people make it out to be. Oh, okay. Interesting. Here's the, the total rounds over one and a half is minus 125. Mm. Under two and a half rounds minus 250. So it's right there. It, it, they think it's going to be over one and a half rounds, but just certainly under two and a half rounds. Mm. So it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be an early finish. I no. think. Oh, you don't? However, I, no, I, well, not early, early, but oh, okay. I don't see it going. I don't see it going the full distance. It's I not, see, so it's I'm, not going to the judges. No. Okay. No, this one, this one's not going to go to the judges scorecards. I think both have the ability to finish each other. It, it's just a case of who's striking essentially comes out better than the other and on fight night. Okay, very good. Well, that's it, James. We touched every single fight. Pretty much every fight, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think we did touch <laughs> Very good. All right, man. Well, I want to thank you again for, for doing this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. No, I enjoy it because it's good to have our sports back, isn't it? We can just oh, yeah. discuss UFC. It's just great to be back. Fantastic. Is there anything else we need to know before we let you go? Um, in terms of this fight, anything or... life life sports fighting women <laughs> money um not really no i think over in our sort of in europe we're just bringing sports back but i don't know yeah. what your sort of america situations i know trump has expressed his dev- uh, desire to bring back major league major leagues back mm. um yeah i <laughs> we're just starting to get our sports back and i think we can all relax a little bit we finally got something to watch rather than crappy little channels off sky or wherever you watch over there it's, we're getting our sports back right yeah espn <laughs> will actually be able to play some sports yeah all right very good man thank you so much and yeah, no thank you for having me information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.